Well, hey there. My name is Pastor Tim, and you have found my podcast. I currently serve as the pastor of First United Methodist Church of Fort Pierce, Florida, and I'm so grateful to be able to connect with you in this way. This podcast is a collection of my sermons and teachings that I hope you will use to deepen and strengthen your connection with Jesus Christ so that you might go and transform the world around you. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. It's so good to be in worship with all of you tonight. If we've never met before, and there's a lot of folks that I have, don't recognize here, my name is Tim, and I am the pastor of this fine church. And so I'm grateful that you have chosen to bring in uh, the Christmas season here with us tonight and to allow me to lead the spirit of Christmas into your heart tonight. It's quite something, isn't it, that... For 2,000 years, we've celebrated the same person's birthday. (laughs) Certainly, the way that we celebrate it has changed over the course of the years, as TV commercials seem to remind us year in. Who bought a new car this year and put a bow on it? Nobody does that, right? I don't know why they keep forcing it down our throats year after year. But what has come to be just blazingly apparent to me is that Christmas has become quite a bit more about us than it is about this baby, this Jesus, whose birthday we come to celebrate each year. But nonetheless, I think that it's still a striking reality that all across the world— We come together to commemorate the birth of a Jewish baby in a barn in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. Not many people can claim such a legacy. In fact, I can't think of anyone else whose birthday is still celebrated 2,000 years later besides Jesus himself. And so tonight, I simply want to tell you a story. A story that will help you to to learn or help you to remember. Maybe a story that will simply renew your understanding of just what it is that we celebrate tonight. And just what it means for this baby, Jesus, to be born into this world. So, the story begins, as you may know, 2,000 years ago. But before the story of Jesus coming into the world was told, we talk about this part of our Bible called the Old Testament. So over the past several weeks here at First UMC of Fort Pierce, we've been talking about names that were given to God in the Old Testament, which 
is like the first two-thirds of your Bible. It's the whole part of your Bible leading up to the part where Jesus is born. And what we've seen, as we've talked about over the past four weeks, these names that are given to God in the Old Testament, is that they tell us something about who God is. Because names in the Bible are things that help to describe the personality or the traits of those whom they are ascribed to. Particularly with God, this is very, very important because they help us to learn about just who God is. And so we've learned that God is God Almighty, this God who is all-powerful and capable of doing all that is necessary to rescue his people. We've learned that God is a God who sees and cares deeply for the plight of human beings. We've seen that God is forever embracing these traits and these realities, and also that God is the source of peace, both in our world and in our hearts. And so tonight, we are going to take a look at one more name for God, which comes from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. But it's repeated in the very first book of the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew. So you may remember the Christmas story, that there was a young woman named Mary, who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Now, things were quite a bit different 2,000 years ago than they are typically today in our modern American world. And so it would not be normal for a, a young engaged couple to live together, let alone to have children prior to getting married. That's just the way that things were. But what happens is... Prior to their marriage, Mary becomes pregnant, though this was no ordinary pregnancy. She conceived her baby through the power of God's Spirit. And she knew that this happened because an angel told her so. And so, once she had this information, she went to her fiancé, Joseph, and said, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. God did it. An angel told me. And he said what we all would think. Wow, that's so incredible. Unbelievable. I can't, I can't believe it, right? No, he's like, uh, what? <laughs> We're not getting married anymore. <laughs> but Joseph was a kind man. And Joseph didn't want to embarrass Mary, so he decided that he would leave her quietly. He wouldn't go and like post it all over Facebook and let the dirty laundry air out for the world to see. And so just when Joseph is about to leave Mary and break off their engagement, this is what happens. This is Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. It says, But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so, of course, we know the name of this baby is Jesus. But more importantly than that, for us tonight, is that name that is recalled from the prophet Isaiah, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so in order for us to truly understand the significance of God with us, we need to take a look at the larger story here. And it's a story that begins on like page one of the Bible. God created the world with a specific intention of being a part of it. And so when God created human beings, he placed them in a garden called Eden, where he walked with them. He was in community with them. And that was and still is God's deepest, most ultimate desire. But it wasn't very long before humans began to follow after what is considered evil, rather than living out the good, good plans that God had for us. And we continued to spiral down and out of control on a path towards destruction. But throughout history, God would step in, show up, and make an attempt to be with humans. But humans would continually choose not to live in a manner that recognized God's presence among them. And so, God chose a people, a people called Israel whom he would attach himself to and live amongst. And he rescued those people from slavery down in Egypt and traveled with them as a cloud and as a pillar of fire. Eventually living within their midst in a place called a tabernacle and then a place called the temple. A place where people could go and meet with God. The only stipulation was that they must live in a way that showed that they loved God and loved one another. But even then, with access to God's presence, these people could not quite figure it out. You see, even though God's presence was among the people, only certain persons called priests could actually go and enter into God's physical presence. And so the general population, along with their kings, wandered. They wondered if God really had their best intention at heart, if God truly cared. They wondered if God was really who God said that God was. And again, they failed to live into God's intention for them. And Israel was destroyed. The temple was laid in ruins, and the people were carried off into exile. And things 
well, things seemed bleak. But in the midst of exile, prophets came to tell the people that God would and could deliver them. And so after years passed, the people returned to their land. The temple was rebuilt, and the people waited for God to restore them. They waited in darkness as their land, the land that God had given to them, was passed on from empire to empire. Babylon, Persia, Greece, and finally, Rome. And the people wondered for 400 years if God was ever going to save them. And then in the most unexpected way, God showed up. Not in the temple, not in a cloud or in a pillar of fire like he had so many years before. No, this God showed up as a baby, conceived within the womb of an unwed teenager in a no-name town called Nazareth in a beat-down has-been territory called Israel in the armpit of the Roman Empire. But it was here, in the midst of these lowly people, that God came to be with us. Born an infant in a stable to poor parents who were traveling, this Jesus came to truly bring God's presence into our world. Jesus, the, the baby born in a manger, would grow and live as a man who people could see. A man who people could encounter, could reach out and touch and have their lives transformed forever. Because this man, Christ Jesus, was much more than a man. He was the very person of God who comes to rescue us from ourselves, to make us new, and to unleash us into the world as people who carry the message that God is with us. And although Jesus died on a cross, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven, we still have the very gift of God with us today. No temples required, no priests only clubs. Each of us here tonight has access to God's presence because of this poor boy born to a poor family in a smelly stable. And this is very, very good news. It was good news to an entire people group called Israel who had been waiting on God to show up. It was good news to the entire Roman world. And it is still very good news to us today. Because I don't know if you've looked around at this world lately, but it's a tough place to be. Like, it's tough just being human in the year of our Lord 2022. Amen? And the prospectus for 2023 is not really looking up. 
Our world is broken. And in many, many ways, our, our human community is in pieces. Even our community here in Fort Pierce, Florida, comes face to face with the realities of our own brokenness and our own struggles. And so the message, the message that God is with us, still, in this very age, in this very place, is a message that I know I need to hear. And I'm guessing that it's a message that you need to hear tonight as well. God is with you. Even when it feels like you are very much alone, God is with you. Even when it feels like darkness is continually closing in on you, God is with you. Even when you get an unexpected diagnosis, God is with you. Even when you go home tonight to a home that is filled with memories of someone who's no longer here, God is with you. Even when you don't have a home to go home to, God is with you. Even when you feel the shame of the mistakes that you've made building up on you, God is with you. Even when you frequent a liquor store more than you go to a church, God is with you. Even when you look for love and acceptance in destructive places and destructive relationships, God is with you. Even when the phone doesn't ring because your kids don't call anymore, God is with you. Even when there's more bills than money, God is with you. But especially, when everything seems broken, God is especially with you then. And God, well, God is with you because God is for you. God is the God who unconditionally sees you. The God who unconditionally wants to transform your life. The God who unconditionally wants you to know a peace that surpasses all understanding. That peace is the gift of Christmas. That peace came to dwell among us as an infant in a manger. That peace came and endured the violence of a Roman cross and the chaos of ridicule so that you and I and everyone in this world might come to possess the peace that comes from a relationship with a creator who wants to walk with you in a garden again. And so I don't know what it is in your life that causes you to question whether God is really there. And if God is really there, does God actually care? But let me assure you, on this day, 
as we celebrate like people have for 2,000 years. God is Emmanuel. God is with you. And I need you to really hear that tonight. I need you to really know that tonight. I need you to allow yourself to breathe in that truth. And you know, I can't promise that the world is magically going to become an easier place to live in. But I can promise you that when you embrace the truth that God is with you, that God is with us, it's going to make the world a more bearable place. And that's an okay place for us to start. As we, together, the people of Fort Pierce, seek to make the world a better place together. This place might not be the Garden of Eden, but it's a place where God is in community with us. It's a place where God is calling us to be in and create communities and churches where God is very much present and where God's love can be tangibly felt and shared in real and tangible ways between a bunch of people who just need to feel like they aren't alone. And so my hope is that you take this gift of Christmas, the gift of God with us, and that you cherish that reality, that you nurture it until it stokes a fire within you that is unrelenting, until it moves you to seek a new and deeper relationship with the God who would stop at nothing just to be with you. And connect you to others who will hold you when things get hard. Because that's what love looks like. And that, my friends, is what Christmas is really all about. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are and always will be God with us. The one who came as a baby in a manger with the promise that someday you would take away the sins of the world. And so God, we come today and we confess that we've not always loved you with all of our hearts. We've certainly not always loved our neighbors as ourselves, the ways that you have commanded us to. But on this night, we seek a holy reset, a reminder of your call on our lives to embrace the fact that you are with us, and with you, we are capable of much more than we could ever imagine. And so, Lord, breathe a new spirit into us tonight. Give us a new peace, a peace that we can take with us out into our world, a peace that doesn't only last for a day or a season, 
but a peace that we, your people, those whom you call children, those whom you call your own, can carry out into our world an infectious type of peace that shows those who desperately need to know that God is with us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.